Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant. And I gotta be honest with you, I like cut off almost 10 minutes of an amazing talk with my today's guest, Alex Canton. And I'm like, I gotta start recording. You're so good. This is so good. We cannot be skipping this. It's like this warm up and you're like, listen, warm up counts too. So Alex, thank you so much for being here today. And I'm so excited to like dive in. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I always feel like that too, where I get into the conversation and we're like, wait a minute, let's start. What are we doing? People need to hear this. There are Mm -hmm. other people that might like hearing it. So it's so beautiful because we were talking all about like plants and audit human design, why we are here, beaches. So before Alex, we will go into our um, interview and go a little bit deeper on who you are here, um, like who you are. Are here in this world and also um, human design, I want to take you just for a moment to a beach. So if you're open to it, I would love for you just for a moment to close your eyes, take a deep breath, relaxing your shoulders, relaxing your chest, your eyes are softening, your cheeks are relaxing. And as you're relaxing, I would love for you to imagine that you are sitting on your favorite blanket and your favorite spot. And the day is ending. The sun is going down. You can hear the birds. You can hear the waves. And you're holding your favorite book in your hands and you are reading and looking at the ocean and reading again, and you're feeling so, so content and so satisfied with the way your life is unfolding. And as you're smiling, you look up, and there is a very young woman passing you by, and she says, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you look so peaceful. Who are you? What is the one thing you want her to know? Not what do you do, but who you are. Hmm. Wow. 
you got me like, I was just on the beach doing my thing. <laughs> I forgot I was here. <laughs> I think what came through was just, even though it might not be the exact answer to the question was like, I'm here to show you that it can be easier than you're making it. <sighs> speaking my language, you see yeah. like this, the first time Alex that I'm like speaking to you I I already could feel your energy on Instagram you know I just trust my intuition when I invite somebody it's because I like them <laughs> but um it's it's so beautiful you know because you're really embodying it and that's so important and I'm coming from, I'm a generator, you know, so I'm hustle and working hard and uh, working on millions of like things, of course, finishing them all, but always working to feel like I like, like validating my space here. And I learned that, and this is just recently, like last maybe three years that it's really not about, and it's 11, 11, just saying, <laughs> where I am right now, not for you that. probably, but 11-11. Um, Amazing. Um, I, I really find that it's not about the hard work and hustle, but when you really align with who you really are, it can be easy. That's why three years ago, I rebranded everything. It's unapologetic. And it's not because I don't care, but it, because I care so, so deeply. So share with me a little bit about your journey and how did you discover that it can be easy or did you always believe that life is meant to be easy? Mm, I definitely didn't always believe that. I was for sure raised in conditions and circumstances where it was sort of expected of me to work super hard. And like many people that you have to, you know, work hard and earn your way and climb the ladder. Um, but I do feel really lucky in that on the opposite side, even though there was a lot of expectations for hard work, I was always given so much freedom mm -hmm. from such a young age to do what makes me happy. And something that my mom always said to me was that her dad said to her was that if you don't like something, change it. So I do feel that even though there were all of these other limitations that may have been, that I have been like set up with, there was always this I'm picturing it as sort of like a crack, like a, a door cracked open, that there was always a way out. So in a way, I do believe that I was set up for, to understand that it could be easier. Um, but in the, at the same time, I was still sitting in that room that was keeping me small. Mm, so powerful. And holding me know. back. It's so powerful, like when you really realize it, you know, that you've been given the freedom, yet you were still like staying small. Why do you, why do you feel that was like, why were you keeping it and playing it small or safe maybe? I think because I didn't have that missing piece, which was for me was human design, because even though I had the permission and the freedom from my parents to, you know, do what wanted, what made me happy and change my mind. And I kept doing that and I kept changing and changing. But the thing was, I was changing, but I was staying in the same place. 
So once I learned about my design and I had absolutely no intentions of doing this as a business, it was purely something that I was just enamored by. I couldn't believe that there was something that made me feel so me. Mm -hmm. And then even further, there were these things that I felt so connected to. And then these other parts that I realized, oh shit, I'm doing it all wrong, you know? And that was the learning and not even just the learning, but the practicing and the experimenting Mm -hmm. is what gave me the ability to sort of put one foot in front of the other and walk out that door. Hmm. That's so powerful. Yes. And I love that you were saying the the missing piece, you know, I really want to bring it up because what was it for my journey? I felt that there must be more, more than what I'm currently living and experiencing. How I was living didn't feel right to me, you know? And, uh, for me, it's it, it's just, it was going through the experimentation, like you said, but it's so funny because seven years ago, my friend, um, Jake Woodard, he told me, when are you finally going to start coaching women? I was like, no, I can't. I don't have my life together. I don't have my stuff together. Like I can't do that. How am I supposed to tell other people if I don't know and I don't have it all? So for me, it was just like full circle and doing what I was meant to do anyway, that other people could see for me and I couldn't see it for myself. But Alex, how can people find the missing piece? Like, how can you find what is your, like, one thing, you know? And sometimes it's even like, is it even possible to find that one thing? Because I know my boyfriend, he's a manifesting generator. Good luck trying to tell him to do one thing. It's like mm-hmm. million things and getting inspired <laughs> ideas and being in million places at the same time, not finishing anything, you know? So... How can you find that missing piece? I'm actually not a big believer, and it probably goes against a lot of things that other people in this world teach and talk about, that you can like discover your purpose through anything else but your own self. I think that the missing piece is realizing that you can't plan that thing and that the way that we're set up in how we're programmed, how we're conditioned, whatever environment we're raised in, we're given this false reality that if we just have a goal and set our mind to it, we can then plan out all of the steps that we need to take to get there. Mm -hmm. And then I think when we're given the opportunity to sort of enter into this new realm, whether it be spirituality or you find a system like human design or something that makes, helps you make sense of your behavior and just who you're designed to show up in general, you think, okay, now that I have these tools, how can I find that one purpose, right? Like my one true thing, the thing I'm designed for, the thing I'm meant for, but really human design on a fundamental level only can tell you what you are designed to do and how you're designed to show up in each moment. So it's great to hold a vision for yourself, to have an idea of maybe your things that you love. Like I like to help people and I'm interested in families and children and I want to connect with people and have a community, but I never could have planned out what that would have turned into. 
that's why human design gives you that tool so that you can show up in each moment and tune back into that inner knowing and ask yourself, what step do I need to take right now? And in order to really listen and take the right step, you have to get out of your mind and remove that mindset around where am I trying to go? Mm, What am I trying to create, you know? Yeah. I, and, and I absolutely love that, you know, because I was, I feel like for almost three decades, I was like chasing and pursuing, like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? You know, do I even matter? And the thing that I realized for me and that it's true for me is like your purpose is to be you. Yeah. You know, like, ever, ever unfolding, ever evolving. I'm not the same person I was a year ago. I'm not even the same person as I was yesterday because I read something different. I ate something different. I listened to someone and it's like your mind and your heart, it's always like renewing and unfolding. So how can you choose that one thing? Because even when I started my business five years ago, I used to have social media marketing management agency. And that was great for me as a stepping stone on a journey. I still use some of it with my clients to help them with their social media presence, but it's not my thing. And I can bet you that what I'm doing today, it's not going to what I'm going to be doing five years out. But like you said, when you ask yourself, what do you love? I love working with women. I love helping people. I love people to realize their own strength and power and why they are really here. And when you have, and like, it's, it's the foundation, right? And then you can do it through many different channels. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even for someone like yourself, who's a generator, who's really here to be so dedicated. On the other hand, you're here even further to be so self-aware and satisfied with yourself on your day to, like, on a day-to-day basis, right? Mm-hmm. So you can also, to take it even further, you can say, I love serving women and helping them and empowering them in business, but you should never lose yourself in service to others. That's why I think we can also get a little bit it can be challenging because a lot of the like spiritual business entrepreneurship world with women is about, oh, we have to be of service. We have to be of service, but you have to be of service to yourself Mm -hmm. because losing yourself in the process, you're not actually helping that person who you think you're helping. You know, you're helping people by being connected to you, by showing up as you. And that's what human design gives us the tools to do. And that's why I'm obsessed with it because it just reminds me every single day to keep connecting back to myself, keep doing things for myself, keep learning and growing for myself. Like you said, you enjoy my Instagram because you go on and you see me embodying it and living it. And that's not for anyone else but me. And I hope that me showing up in that way serves as sort of this role model model energy so that others can feel empowered to show up for themselves and choose themselves too. Mm. Isn't your, um, isn't six role model? 
It is. Yeah. So the six, two, it is. Yep. Yep. Now that like, that sounds familiar. I love that. It's so beautiful because I have a client who is projector six, two also, you know? So when I saw you, I was like, of course I like her. It's, I don't know. It's (laughs) like this. And, and I don't know. It's, it's so interesting. I wonder why am I feeling so close to projectors? And I even have a couple clients that are reflectors. So when I learned like how unique that is, I was like, that's amazing. Um, but but it's it's so fascinating and i absolutely agree that you know it's i feel like especially as women we were raised to nurture and help and serve others and i learned and observed like this year i really took into observing, you know, like myself, my business, um, how am I feeling? What is coming up when I'm feeling this way or this way? And I decided this week, I'm like, I, I have a Saturday completely off. That's just for me and my family, no technology, nothing. It's just recharging. But I took it even further now. And I'm like, I want my Sundays to be more intimate. So I got, you know, pedicure, I got a massage, I um, went for a walk to the park, and and I catch up in my clients, you know, but it's intimate, there are no interviews, there are no calls, no nothing. Because I learned that when I serve myself, then I can serve others from place of love instead of resentment and really asking myself, is this from place of fear because I'm going to be left alone or I will feel that I'm not good enough or is it from place of love? So um, when we can look at that and ask ourselves those powerful questions, like you mentioned before, like also asking yourself, what do I really love to do? You, you get to put yourself first, always. It's so beautiful. So um, let's dive a little bit deeper into human design. We're not going to be explaining what human design is. My girls are obsessed with new things and, and many of them, they're already following human design. That's why I'm like so obsessed to be interviewing people because anytime I interview someone, it's different, you know, like it's different point of view. And I know that you even mentioned on your Instagram that you don't even read human design books anymore because you trust yourself and your intuition. So I'm wondering, Alex, how did you, how did you tap into your intuition? Mm. I, what's interesting is I've always been super connected to something else. I was telling it, I was saying it on stories, I think on my close friends list the other day that someone was asking me about channeling and downloads I received because I've been kind of coming out and talking about that a little bit more openly. And what's interesting is I have just my whole entire life for as young as I can remember, I have memories of being connected to something. Mm. And I don't think I knew what it was. And then, you know, you go through your teenage years and your early 20s and just sort of lose that whole connection to yourself. And this was just sort of my journey and my story. And I just kind of lost it. I didn't feel like it mattered anymore. There were other people and things that I was putting in front of that. And not to mention the school system that you're raised in, you're just sort of conditioned and programmed against that intuitive ability and the natural intelligence that you're designed for. So again, I think it was 
part of discovering human design or just these different sort of tools that allowed me to connect back to myself when I realized, okay, if this person who downloaded the human design system was able to tap into something and channel it, then, and he was just a regular person, then why wouldn't I be able to do the same thing? So it's equal parts knowing what your specific gifts are. Again, according to some areas of the human design system, I personally like to look at your cognition when it comes to your intuition, because it might tell you if you're like clairvoyant, clairsentient, all of these different things that we know connects us to our intuition. And then just trust that if someone else is doing it, you can do it too, that no one else is more special than you are. So I'm not special for doing it. I'm just, I just trust that I can do it. And so can anyone else. Wow. This is so powerful because that's what really inspired my journey. You know, when I was still working in a corporate and I was looking at these women who were speakers, who were hosting live events, who were podcasters traveling the world. Um, So at the beginning of my journey, of course, I was jealous. I was comparing myself. I'm not good enough. I can never do this. And then, of course, when we're on a journey of personal development, you start to shift. And then I started to ask myself, like, why not? Why not me? Like, wouldn't it be nice? So I shifted and I started to get inspired by other women, what they were doing. And that's how I created what I what I have today. And it's so much fun when you can really, it's so beautiful. Like we are all so unique. Each is so unique, right? There is no one like you, but you're not that special that the way you're feeling, it's only you. And if somebody's doing something, it's only for them. Like, like, I love that you really connected the dots and, and you ask yourself, like, why not me? Why not me? Um, I would love to tap into more um, of the specific like um, human designs, the designs, you know, and this podcast, it's all about abundance and abundance. Of course, it's not just the money. It's really the richness and the freedom in our lives. Do you think um, if it would be possible to speak about the different designs and share with them, what are some ways that they can create the abundance in their life? It's not like, oh, you have to meditate for 10 minutes if you're a projector in the morning and then this, right. not that, but just like based on their design, what would be for generators or projectors to create the mm-hmm. abundant life? A lot of the work that I do is obviously parenting, but a huge piece of that is reparenting. So by that, I just mean going back and meeting and uncovering old parts of yourself that were denied of the love, the care, the attention that they really needed and desired to thrive. So when I think about that question, I think about going back and meeting those younger parts of yourself. And for each of the types, it's looking at the most basic needs of each type were things such as sleeping, eating, general learning cycles, and routines, and really tapping back into your natural rhythm so that you can show up and create that freedom and abundance that you want. So I would say if you want to go through the types for generators on and, and manifesting generators at the most basic level, it's absolutely crucial that every single day you're waking up with what I call a full tank and going to sleep with an empty tank. 
so that you've done every single thing throughout your day in pursuit of pleasantly exhausting and emptying out that motor that you have. And as a generator, you know that you wake up with the drive and the life force and like the go, go mentality to go ahead and do something. Mm. And what I say for any generator and manifesting generator, because these are what we call our sacral beings, our energy type beings, is that if you don't wake up with that sort of like gusto to go and do the thing, then what are you allowing to drain that tank? Mm. Because yes, you're here to be driven and be excited and be lit up by experiences, but you're not here to work against your nature. You're not here to be a slave to other people and their needs. Like we just said, you're not here to just be of service to others. You're here to be of service to yourself. And the generator and manifesting generator types, because they're so nurturing, there can be a tendency to lack the ability to nurture your own self. Mm-hmm. Because maybe, maybe as a kid, you were the nurturer. You were the mom of the group, right? You were the one who might've even nurtured your parents and taken care of them. So now is your time to nurture yourself to take care of your most basic needs, to honor yourself, to make sure that your tank is empty at the end of the day, to make sure you're going to bed satisfied and to play. There is so much magic in allowing yourself to play as a generator or manifesting generator type. And then the little nuance with the manifesting generator would be like, dip your toes in all of the creative projects that you want to do. Even if you have one job that gets you financially where you need to go, give yourself that creative freedom to do whatever you want to do creatively, just, you know, express yourself to wherever you need to be, wherever you need to go in your house, create a space. Like it's just so important to bring that creative energy forward. And every time you make a decision to do something that's not fueling some goal or some place that you're trying to go, that's not the present moment you get there quicker because you're just enjoying your life. And that's what it's about to be that sort of energy type. I mean, for everyone, but these are the lessons that we learn from the generators and the manifesting generators, which make up 70% of our population. Um, And then if we kind of go over to our, what's called our non-energy types, this just means that they have that undefined sacral center, which is that square in the middle of our, um, like our navel point, Again, the life force, it's the greatest motor in the whole entire body graph and the whole chakra system. Um, We can start with the manifestors and what manifestors are really here to do is to go out and create and innovate and make things happen and tell us where they're going and create new paths for us to follow. But a lot of times our manifestors as kids, the ability for them to do that is shut off because they're told what to do because the way that we operate with parenting and school, and I feel like a broken record, but I'm always talking about this same sort of thing, which is we're constantly nurtured against our nature. And I I always feel for manifestors because the manifestors are the ones who are really here to live without limits and to live without being told what to do, how to act, how to behave. They're here to create new ways. So where can you give yourself freedom? 
It makes me laugh because in a good way, because I had a client, she was a manifester. And when we started to work together, she was in a corporate, she was in a cell, she was a leader of the team. And of course you got to listen and, you know, and she was feeling like so exhausted and so like lifeless. And then throughout our work together, she left, she became a coach and she, uh, she's living now in Nicaragua. She's a spiritual business coach. Mind you, she wanted to start as just like a wellness and like health coach. And she is creating completely new ways of coaching and, you know, cryptocurrency and all of these things. And when you were describing this as a manifesto, I was like, and she's obsessed with human design, of course. <laughs> but uh, uh, now she's living her design, you know, in the freedom. She let go of like, like sold her house and car and everything. And she is so happy and I'm so proud of her and it's so beautiful when you start to living by your design so everything you have described it's so on point Mm, I love that and that's what it's all about is just nurturing those parts of you that didn't get to live life without those limits right so it's going back and asking yourself where as a manifester, where didn't I receive the freedom I really needed or I really need right now? And at what point did I lose that permission to express myself freely, to go where I wanted to go freely, you know, and, and what steps can I take right now to um, bring back that freedom to really like, call it back in myself and my self-liberation and my self-freedom because that's what the manifester is. Like a manifester on fire cannot be stopped because they are light years ahead of all of us. And they are just paving new ways and doing the thing. And they're not necessarily taking the action and building all the blocks, but they're just creating like I think about a jungle and as if they have a machete and they're literally just like knocking down, you know, the big tall grass and showing us here's a path. Everyone else just go do what you want to do. But there are all these different new ways and new paths that we can take. And that's what's so magical about little manifester kids who are so imaginative and so creative and such freedom seekers. And we're so intimidated by their drive and their fire that we shut them down very, very early on. Wow. So you want to light back up the fire that you have as that manifester and give yourself permission to feel the anger, feel the, feel the heat, feel the fire, feel everything mm-hmm. and just let it drive you. Wow. I absolutely love that. And it's something that I'm like so grateful for that I don't have kids yet because, oh my God, if I would have kids like 10, 15 years ago, good luck. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't even like aware of myself, you know, and now with all the tools and the wisdom, and even if you have kids, there is never too late to really learn about their design and your design. And, you know, it's fascinating when I start working with my one-on-one coaching clients, I always um, ask them for everything like Enneagram, human design, blood type, love language, because the thing it's like, I really want to speak to you, your language, because it's, there's no way I can work with the projector the same way as a manifester or generator in the same way as projector. And it's so fascinating. Like 
have a client projector and she still sometimes now she understand her design more because you know I share with them just the tidbits what I learned but she used to feel so guilty with like not having so much energy for her two mm-hmm. kids and you know like wanting space for herself and wanting nap I was like well that's your nature you know as a projector for her she like can't generate her own energy and then you know like you can feel guilty of not having energy for everything you would like to Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such a big thing for our projectors, our reflectors, and our manifestors is you don't have the consistent access to the motor that's going to give you the energy to go, go, go all day long. Mm -hmm. And as a projector, I have a lot of projector parents who are like, how am I supposed to keep up with my kids? How am I supposed to juggle all these things? And you're not. It's just that the system that you're trying to feed into is not designed for your energy. It was not built off of the knowledge that we have now about the projector types and all these other types who don't operate in the same way that the other 70% of the, the population does, you know? And even with that said, it doesn't mean that the way that it's set up is meant to uh, benefit just the generators and the manifesting generators because we see a lot of them struggling as well mm-hmm. because of the way that things are built. But it's just so important and something that you said that I wanted to also sort of go off of and mention is about the importance of really knowing yourself and knowing your kids when it comes to human design. But even further, it's like knowing that your needs are separate from your kids' needs. Mm. And that's why I love this system to use as a reparenting tool because when you're tapping into whatever it is, the freedom, the abundance, whatever you want to tap into – it's understanding that who you are is separate from everyone else around you and that you have such a different set of needs that other people have. And quite often when we become parents without first identifying and caring for our own inner child, what we do is project onto them or care for them in the way that in the ways that we missed out on that care, you know, you kind of want your child to become what you didn't, Mm. but how can you work and operate in these two lanes side by side where you're allowing yourself to become what you didn't and then allowing your kids to become who they're meant to become. So I it's love completely it. op, you know, it's completely yeah. separate, but it's allowing you to grow together. Love it and so that's the best. I mean, that's what really, I think we need to reframe that perspective of, mm-hmm. okay, there's me and there's my kids. My mm-hmm. job is not to create something that I missed out on. Mm-hmm. It's to give myself what I missed out on while allowing them. Love that, Alex. You that's know, so powerful. And that's something that I also do always with my clients, you know, the inner child healing. Because like you said, if you don't heal that and if you don't reparent yourself and give yourself what you needed back then, you are now going to keep recreating all of that in your life right now. And, you know, without that, you cannot live your full potential and truth because you're trying to just go back and you can't, you know, live in the past. You just get to reparent yourself, give yourself what you needed, and then see what you can create from that space. So that's so beautiful. So let's tap into the projectors and reflectors, please. Yeah. <laughs> so with projectors and reflectors, I mean, I'll, I'll do them separately, but mm-hmm. the first thing I'll say that's very similar is that they have, and, and manifestors, I mean, 
like I said, there's just so much around these expectations for how you're meant to show up and perform that we simply cannot fit into. It doesn't mean that because we're these non-energy types in quotes that we don't have energy. It just means that we're meant to learn how to use our energy wisely because we're not here to generate it and give it out to everyone for them to borrow. You know, mm-hmm. so there's it's an it's a different sort of role that we play. So if you're looking at a projector, something that's absolutely so so important is what we call this strategy which is the wait for the invitation strategy, but the way that I look at it is that it's waiting for opportunities to sort of not respond to, but waiting for the correct opportunities to come along by people who really recognize you. Hmm. A lot of times projectors can get very confused by the strategy and think, oh, I'm just here to respond to all of these invitations. And then I need to put myself, you know, like in people's inboxes or tell them all these things and get them to see what I have to offer. But the thing is, the projector is really here to find their stage, find their platform, find their place, and then stand there and show up and really do their thing and allow things to come to them. And there's going to be people who walk right past you who don't notice you. Maybe they walk what it feels like right through you. And you go, what happened? Like, why didn't they notice me? You know, and we as projectors, for some reason, it there's this tendency to always go fishing for those people who just can't grasp what you do. Mm-hmm. When really you failed to notice that if you just turn your head the other way, there's this whole entire group of people who have been standing there the whole entire time. Love that. And you have to become discerning about what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. You can't, just because you receive an invitation doesn't mean you're meant to say yes to it. That's amazing. You're really here, yeah, to step back and observe and to let things come your way. Mm-hmm. But also not be passive doesn't mean just sitting at home and twiddling your thumbs on the couch. Mm-hmm. It means getting lost in your interest and showing up for what you really love, but being very careful where you choose to invest your time and energy in because you only have so much of it to give. And it is so focused and so precious that only those who truly are there to tap into your natural genius will benefit from what you have to say and what you have to offer. So, so beautiful, you know, like when you're mentioning that you get to be recognized, you know, I know it's, it's so important that I always say like you're perfectly made for your perfect people, right? Your people will recognize you. So it's so beautiful. So let's wrap this up with our reflectors. They're so yes. precious. They're so unique and um, it'll be like a happy ending on, of our session. They, they really are. And I always say that Two things to get to know if you're a reflector are the things that are most consistent in your chart, which are your profile lines and your digestive system and cognition. So if you don't know what that is, you can always go to my page and look it up or get a child chart reading, which will tell you those things that are most consistent because reflectors really are the most inconsistent beings because they have all nine centers undefined. And if I could just tell, give reflectors one piece of advice, it's don't live within the identity that people expect you to be. Like, don't fit the mold of what people expect of you Mm. because you're going to run come across a lot of people who see you as something that you really aren't. 
-hmm. and you're here to flexibly and fluidly move through all of these different sort of samplings of identities and opportunities and give yourself permission to just full force nosedive into something, get lost in it, and then come up for air and go, oh, I actually don't want to do that thing anymore. That's awesome. I love I think that's what's so beautiful about reflectors is like you just have permission to try on. You have, it's, being a reflector is like walking into a room of costumes and your whole entire life, you just get to put on all of these different costumes. Wow. Wow. That yeah. must be exciting, but also I feel like it might be confusing, you know, like, because it's, it's like completely out of the norm, like, like not fitting to anything, you know, and like you said, it's very inconsistent. So it's such a, such a beautiful, um, and I think really powerful because none of us should be trying to fit, you know, any molds, but especially like you said, for the reflectors, they're not here to fit. They're here to like really, try and experience and experiment. So I love that. Um, I wanted to ask you one last thing, Alex, for those who are still, you know, looking for their purpose and why they are here. What is the one thing that you want them to know, no matter what is their design? The only thing that's certain is what's correct for you in each moment. Mm. That's it. The more you come to terms with understanding that the only job you have is to make the correct decision for yourself in each moment, the closer you will get to the thing that you want to discover about yourself. But you truly have no way of knowing or planning it or predetermining it. It's going to arrive when you keep showing up in each moment for yourself, each moment for yourself over and over again. Wow. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, um, because it's so funny, like 2020, I pre-planned it all with my uh, business mentor. And then, you know, like everything completely swept off the table. I was like, okay, let's start from scratch, right? Like right in March. So um, you really can pre-plan every step and everything in your life. And when you keep showing up for yourself, that's when the next step will be unfolding. Wow. I love that. And this year, yeah, this year is like, probably the best example of that, that all of us who had preconceived ideas about how this year was going to unfold were proved wrong, you know, and this was a great learning experience for all of us. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alex. I super appreciate you. I love your work. And this was so amazing. I can't wait to share this episode. And besides Instagram, where I found you, is there any other place that people can connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on my website at alexcantone.com. And the membership is there. Anything you want to order is there. I'm there. Anything you need to find from me is on that website. Love it. Thank you so much, Alex. And again, I appreciate you and your work and it's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. 